thanks for joining us. Back into action, Jared. Finally, getting to talk about Top Gun Maverick. Mm. It's only been a few weeks since we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, it'll be a loose sort of session because I've got no notes. <laughs> yeah, usual. Well, you know. What's new? I've come to expect that from you, but, um, <laughs> but I, I believe you've I'm got also no free today. <laughs> As I said, you know, in the spirit of, of Maverick, it's like Iceman's coming and coming and saying, you've got no notes, you can't do this, and I'm fucking f- giving him the bird and just taking <laughs> off anyway. So yeah, that's exactly. the way we're going to run it. Exactly, so. so this should be a real uh, real treat. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to that, quick whip round. I've only seen one thing, Jared. Right. I went and saw the black phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good. Yep. Really good. Classic sort of Blumhouse sort of thing. It's a story, a, a sort of a, a general sort of story, normal sort of story with a little twist to it. Yep. And it works out really well. The acting's fantastic. The two young kids are really good. And Ethan Hawke, even though he's not in it a great deal, he's suitably weird and menacing and, you know, there's a, a number of different sort of personas he kind of takes on and he does a really good job in that. Look, it has its, um, it has a little, it's a little bit sluggish early. But it's setting up a lot of good things, so mm. and, and it kind of pays it all off, which is great. It certainly looks like Stephen King. Yeah. Certainly got that Stephen King vibe, but uh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I've, I, I read some reviews on it that kind of had it sort of middling, but normally when that's the case, I look at the, the places like Bloody Disgusting and that that are more into the genre fair and it normally skews a little bit higher than that. Yep. So that, that sort of fits. I believe they gave it about a three as well. So Yeah, yeah, good horror thriller there mm. from again from Blumhouse. So that's it. Excellent. What do you got? I had a had a few things on the on the go. I saw Lightyear at the cinemas with the kids. Mm. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah. It's funny because it's heavily like visually I was just looking at it going it's very alien like the designs of the the ships and stuff and then of course you've got a cat in there I was just sort of like yeah I uh, jumped onto Amazon and I watched The Wolf of Wall uh, The Wolf of Snow Hollow oh yeah what was that like it wasn't too bad I had not seen uh, what's the movie called Thunder Road which I believe was Jim Cummings' kind of like feature length kind of debut but he throws out a really interesting performance in this and throws out some some really a different take on on what you'd expect it's kind of centered around the guy and initially you think oh geez he carries on like a bit of a dill at times but then there's there's a bit of depth he starts to build a bit of depth about you know that there's some alcohol issues and he's he's out of a fucking marriage where he's and his wife just hates him and all this sort of stuff so it's kind of interesting to see that thrown into this little werewolf i I didn't really know what to expect so i quite enjoyed it I then got onto Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, oh how was that? Was that <laughs> no, terrible? This is pretty ordinary. Oh. I mean, the scripting is just, like, some of the dialogue is so, like, stilted and and just, there's no depth to, to, to the relationships. There's just nothing there. Well, Jared, I'm uh, going to, can I just ask this question? And this is probably a stupid question. And you're probably going to answer it with, you know, why would you ask? But how the fuck do these half-assed sequels, uh, uh, sorry, half-assed scripts get tossed around and just because it's a superhero movie, they get made? Like, that wouldn't cut... Some of this stuff wouldn't cut the fucking mustard in an independent cinema. Like, I think this is just... 
because this made Sony with good their, money. Sony with their hands on the Spider-Man related stuff is just just tossing it out to try and cash in while it's because it made good money. I think. Yeah, yeah, it made reasonable money. I don't think it did as well as the first one, but yeah, it's a shocker. It's a, it's not very good at all. I mean, there was one <laughs> the stuff with Tom Hardy and and Venom going back and forth. You just kind of laugh. It's just, and I think. In the second movie, they kind of went for that because the first one... That was that was the bits that kind of sold. Yeah, the they were, that, it was kind of ridiculous, so you laughed at it. This time, it's sort of like they're aiming for ridiculous. I mean, there was one part where Venom starts saying, get your tiny hands off me, and all I could think of was, get your hands off my penis. <laughs> <laughs> this is democracy manifest. <laughs> I was having a succulent <laughs> Chinese meal. <laughs> I love that part. That's, I was saying, that was probably my favourite part of the movie because it just reminded because me Because it had nothing the, to do with the movie. It had nothing to do with the movie. It just reminded me of one of the great uh, YouTube videos of all time. So, um, I see you've been practising your judo. <laughs> Here, this is a question for you. What does a movie like this, how does it attract, attract such casting quality of Tom Hardy... Woody Harrelson, Michelle Williams. How? What do they do? Do they just Bag go, look, cash, somebody... Your <laughs> agent calls up and said, look, I know you didn't really want to be in this, but they're offering you an outrageous amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes you've got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, Michelle Williams, I think, wasn't really that enthused for the first one. Well, the first one, her and the chemistry between her and Hardy in the first one was... Non-existent. Ordinary. Is she barely um, in the second one? She's in it less, and they are a little better together. But, I mean, it's just, like I said, it's just fluff. There's not much to it. And, like as you said, this that, that goes for some of these, these superhero movies, which I agree with, that they're... they're they're not necessarily super deep or anything of that nature, but something like Spider-Man No Way Home at least had a bit of heart to it. Yeah. Some of the dialogue and the emotional moments hit. Yeah, but this that's, well, that's pretty well written. Yeah. Like, yeah. what I'm saying here is that it seems like if you just dash off a superhero property these days, no matter how shit the script is, it's going to get made. Yeah, I think it's a product of, like, Which planning, is a problem. You plan a universe before you've got a fucking hit. I mean, people forget. Yeah, Marvel probably had some plans, but Iron Man had to had to go. Yeah, because Iron Man went nowhere. The whole thing collapses. Yeah. I mean, um, Danny Jr. DC was definitely no DC put themselves in the corner after after Man of Steel didn't do as well. They all of a sudden pivot to oh shit, we better throw Batman and Superman together and oh, Justice League. Like before, you've got any that really hit the mark, and they only started to get back on track when they fucking just. Did, did this standalone shit like Joker and Joker um, um, Shazam? I quite liked, you know, I quite liked Shazam, Birds of Prey, and they just, you know, they gave someone like James Gunn a bit of free reign. You can make the Suicide Squad, which is kind of related, but doesn't really have to be, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like Sony's just, I don't know what they're doing. They've just got their hands on those ones that so they you've still got, have the rights got to. So Marvel over here, you got DC over here, and you got Sony in the middle. Yeah. And they're all carrying superhero properties, the big superhero. Yeah, properties. well, Disney's purchased back a few of them, but Sony's still got the rights to the Spider-Man stuff. So they have Spider-Man. I can't remember exactly how it works, but it's like Spider-Man and characters that were originated in Spider-Man comics, I believe. So, so they can. They use had to Venom. cut the deal with Marvel. Marvel had to cut the deal to use Spider-Man again in the MCU. 
but Sony's kind of like rather than just selling off the rights again, they're like. We'll keep it. But we'll let you do which this. Is we'll fair. Take, just take a slice, but then we'll start making but these Which ones is fair, them. though, because obviously... It's fair. Homecoming, Far From Home and No Way Home have all been extremely big hits. No Way Home was a, a genuine great film. Yeah. Far From Home was average, and so was Homecoming. They weren't great films, but the last one was. The last one was genuinely Look, a great film. It's fair, but let me let me toss toss your Sony's records since the Raimi Spider-Man movies. And, I mean, you could probably throw Spider-Man 3 in with them. Oh, yeah. The two amazing Spider-Man films. Yeah. The two Venom films. Yeah. And Morbius. Oh, shit. So should, should Sony be doing this? No. <laughs> Maybe they should just Actually, say... Actually, no, they shouldn't now. Okay, they should yeah. just say to... Spot on. Say to... <laughs> say to Marvel. Just, just cut it, cut it, cut say it. Say to Marvel, you can have it all back. But we get but 25% in perpetuity, or We continue like to get a cut. We do nothing, but we still get a cut. No, you just have the here's a bag of beans. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll give you all everything else. <laughs> They're magic beans, though. Because, yeah, it's it's Morbi- Morbius and Venom that's in, oh, the, in their good Lord. wheelhouse now. I but didn't realise Morbius was even part of it. Yeah, they've got two more in the, in the offing that are coming. What are they? I think Madam Webb, which has got Dakota Johnson in it, and Craven the Hunter, which is a Spider-Man villain, and I think it's the guy Jerry, that played. But, I mean, who, 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 who? The guy who played who? The guy that played Quicksilver in the Avengers oh, ones, not Jared, the Fox ones. Jared, I mean, when, where's the bottom of the barrel? This stuff sounds like the bottom of the barrel. Well, there's something like Craven. I'm, I'm. I can go for, but I would prefer. I'd like to see it in a Marvel Spider-Man movie. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to see it. It just feels like these guys are digging for anything they've got. Yeah, like, pretty much. And then maybe this is why I now I've, I've now come around to your thinking that Sony should just sell it off because <laughs> it only took three minutes. Well, <laughs> well, because they're just going to mine whatever they can find, no yeah. matter wh- how it fits in. They're yeah. not. They're not going to care. They're just going to get any property that they can get to use from the Spider-Man. Universe, which then means you get less and less quality. You just, get, you just get shit that's getting dumped out there. Whereas if you sell it off to Marvel, you keep 25%. Yeah. Just say, you guys do the work, we do fuck all, and yeah. we just collect, we just money. collect money. That's all. <laughs> because you're going to make a billion. We're going to make a, we're gonna make a billion with <laughs> Venom, but then once everyone sees Venom, the next one's going to make half that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I understand. So, let it be carnage, no good. Anything else on your slate? No, that was it. Look, I've got a couple on the boil that I haven't really worked through. So, next time we chat, I'll probably have quite the, uh, quite the backlog. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, you wanted to spend a quick couple of minutes talking about the quarry, Jared. Yes. Um, we've both, we've both, both got invested. We've both invested a little some bit time. of time. Haven't finished it, but have worked through. No, quite I've a got. Few yeah, we've got to it. the point where we know what's happening and we know where we're going. Yes. Look, I'm going to be a little bit negative here. Mm. I think, um, from a from a sheer uh, perspective of visuals and. Emotion capture and all that, performances and everything, top notch. Like yeah, top cool. notch. You, you, you couldn't see it any better anywhere else. In fact, some of them, some of the performance capture stuff, a couple of them, you can see the, like, with Ted Raimi, mm. you can kind of see it's definitely not real. But people like Ariel Winter and Brenda yeah, Song, yeah. from a distance, you'd swear it was them. Yeah, yeah. And occasionally, I mean, it's really, it's difficult 
And you get you get portions where you just get that kind of the digital kind of dead face yeah. sort of, <laughs> which you give a bit of a pass because yeah. no one's really nailed that no yet. I don't think, but I think this is pretty good, and I think they've done quite a good job of putting together this whole. I mean, you go into it knowing it's a narrative that you're going to play portions of, yeah, and you're going to make decisions and just watch bits and pieces. I think from that perspective, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Like, I love, I found there was points where I was doing, it says go and, go and visit this cabin or whatever, yeah. and you're walking around, and I just noticed little little things like that the character was still out of focus while the, the background was in focus yeah. and lens flares and shit like that, that that made it look like you were you were actually playing through a movie. Yes. They actually put some some time and some detail into that stuff. Yeah, I definitely definitely appreciate the the technical aspects, the technological yeah. aspects of it. And I really that, enjoy mate. that. I mean, there's parts of it where I just feel like the the problem is you you're taking a story that's usually going to be told in a 90-minute film or or a 2-hour film or and you're trying to punch it out in a format where if you do it in 90 minutes, people are going to go, "Fuck." I paid 80 bucks for this and I got 90 minutes of game time yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah. And, they, you know, you'll go back and play it a few times and things like that, but they want some length to it. So there's times where the story feels padded. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but that's to be expected and I took that with, you know, after having played Until Dawn, yeah. knowing that, you know, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. The, the, the hook is that even those padded parts, you're doing things that are going to impact things later on. So you're invested in... What choice am I going to make here? Even though it's only a little one, what do I do? Correct. But I'm going to say that I was thoroughly disappointed. Slight spoilers here? Oh, should we? I mean, I don't, don't even, probably don't even have to spoil it. I was thoroughly disappointed when we kind of come to the crux of what what's going on. Yeah, and it's a little familiar. It's a little familiar, and I think the, the, the game sort of, once it pivots there, there is some kind of boring shit yeah. in there. Decisions that you know I couldn't care less about, and and it is slightly away from what it was. What yeah, it was well, what the intention as. and the marketing was. And I feel like, you know, sometimes that's great. If you get a dust till dawn, you you bloody love it. But if it doesn't pan out, and you kind of wish it was what it was intended, what 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 the advertising kind of geared towards, you're like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. And so that's the bit that's disappointed me. That is a slight disappointment. Um, I'll, I'll go with it. As far as the game itself, look, I'm have, I've had fun with it. Still enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, still enjoying it. And, and I will... Um, I'll finish it. I will go I'll, back. I'll, I'll probably go back, go back and, and have another go at it. Yeah. Um, just to take and deliberately take things in other directions. Like yeah. deliberately make decisions that I didn't make. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, um, I haven't killed anyone yet. I'm oh, I have. Through. I've cut someone's hand off, but I haven't killed anyone. So. I think I did. I, at the end of the day, I ended up killing because you know how they have, how they have that three lives. It, it allows you to backtrack. Oh yeah, 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 yeah yes, yes, um, yes. I did it because I wanted to spice things up. Yeah. Like, in the right. end, I was just like, okay, well, let's see where this might go. Yeah. If, if I do do this, what will it? Where will it go? Yeah. Because so my first playthrough, I'm trying to keep them alive. Mm. But when I go back, I'll probably just I'll throw people. a couple of people under the bus oh, just to course, keep things you know, moving along. I would recommend it. Oh, of course. But it's kind of a must for people that enjoy... Certainly for horror fans horror and, and, and slasher, slasher aficionados and things like that. But overall, there are some disappointments that have crept in. Yeah. And it's just it's a little bit of a nagging. Sort of yes. Thing. I'm, I'm, 
I'm not enjoying it as much as I. Hoped. I still, I, I, I kind of come out of it going enjoying it, but I'm still really hanging for a straight, uh, straight one, this, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this, this exact thing, but a slasher. Yes, exactly. That's what I want. Exactly. All right, let's take a break, Garrett. And here's the trailer for 2022's Top Gun Maverick. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. And we're off. Here we go. In three, two, one. We're going into combat on a level no living pilot's ever seen. Not even him. You think up there you're dead. Believe me. My dad believed in you. I'm not going to make the same mistake. Someone's not coming back from this. Those are your pilots. Anything happens to them. You will never forgive yourself. No turning back now. Top Gun Maverick from 2022, directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who directed Tron Legacy, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced Con Air and The Rock, David Ellison, who produced The Tomorrow War, and Christopher McQuarrie, who produced Valkyrie. Oh, and Tom Cruise. Stories by Peter Craig, who wrote The Batman, and Justin Marks, who wrote The Jungle Book. The screenplay is by Aaron Kruger, who wrote Scream 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thankfully, he's back on top. Well, just about fell out of his <clears throat> So did yeah, I when I saw that. it. Eric Warren Singer, who wrote Only the Brave and Christopher McQuarrie. It's based on characters created by Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr., Stars Tom Cruise as Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell, Val Kilmer as Admiral Tom Iceman Kazansky, Miles Teller as Lieutenant Bradley Rooster Bradshaw, Jennifer Connelly as Penny Benjamin, and John Hamm as Admiral Bo Cyclone Simpson. The budget was $170 million. The box office is currently $1.02 billion mm. worldwide. 
Minus China and Russia. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Shit. That would easily be another four to 500 mil uh, in the coffers because China, China makes up for big numbers these days. Yes. Trivia, the World War II P-51 Mustang scene in the movie is actually Tom Cruise's own airplane. Hmm. He's an accomplished pilot in real life. Yeah, he probably has a walk off it onto the wing while he's flying or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jared. This was one that five years ago, you know, I don't want to harp on it, but five years ago, me, you, and Gibbo said, who the fuck needs Top Gun 2? Answer, um, everybody. Tom, Tom Cruise is a spent force. <laughs> uh, how did you see Top Gun Maverick? Yeah, spent force for sure. No, look, I really enjoyed it. I think it it trod this kind of fine line of going back to some of the elements of the original Top Gun that we know are pretty cheesy and hmm. relying heavily on the action and the romance and whatever, but doing it well enough that you didn't just kind of look at it like a bunch of sort of trite nonsense. Yeah. I mean, portions of it sort uh, of certainly boarded. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought that in terms of the action stuff, that was far better than I could have anticipated. Cruise, excellent. The young cast, really good also. I went to a four. Four? I thought it was pretty good. Oh, shit. Four. I've still got a whole, whole star there to work with. Wow. I thought four was... Reasonable. I went three and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm like you. I think for a movie that's 35 years later than the original, uh, and I think we were we were right in saying who needs Top Gun Two. <laughs> well, no, well we were. I mean, no yeah. one was clambering for Top Gun Two. Look, it was a cash in. And that's that's. And so my concern was when we heard about it that, and it was coming out that I, I just thought it's just a cash. Yeah, it is a cash in. They will just grab for whatever they can get. And at but, the time we were saying that, we were still quite early in this legacy sequel kind yeah, of business. Yeah. And I think at the time, they may not have seen some of the other ones and what worked and possibly could have stuffed it. So I'm still, I'm, still, I'm planting my flag. We weren't wrong. No, no, we weren't wrong. You know what, though? I think I might have underestimated Cruise. <laughs> well, I'll talk about it more in a second, but the aerial stuff is phenomenal. Like yeah, it's really you. You, you really will good. not see better in any. I reckon it'll take a hell of a lot to to beat that kind of technological effort. Well, there was points where I felt like I, like I was fucking grabbing onto the edge of my fucking cinema seat. Yeah. Like oh, shit, it feels like you're, you're in. There. <laughs> and the actors look genuinely <laughs> uncomfortable. There's a lot of eyes rolling and kind of, <laughs> a lot of eyes rolling and pointing towards each other. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you know what? It gives it a sense of realism. If you use CGI, you lose that. Yeah. And so a fantastic move by the filmmakers to say, this is going to be legit. Yeah, yeah, you're going to toss everyone in there and you are all going to feel it. (laughs) I tell you. Yeah, you can fucking, you can can get out of it now if you want, but this is how it's going to go. There's multiple shots in the film where guaranteed... Two seconds after they've cut... Someone's chucked. Someone's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one with Miles Teller where I thought he has guaranteed he has fucking vomited directly after that because well... it looked like his head was about to fucking explode. <laughs> he reckoned he, he came out of the cockpit with some hives. And he... <laughs> 
when they tested him, there was some jet fuel in his blood. For God's sake. What are we doing? I can believe it. I mean, fuck, I came out a couple of hives. Yeah, exactly. Certain sequences. But technologically, it's absolutely fantastic. Yep. They wisely go away from... They, they dull down the macho machismo of the first film. Yeah, um, yeah. And wisely kind of play Maverick as, yeah, he's still King Crap. Like, we still know yeah. he's King Crap. And he's still pulling a bit of that shit. But we know that nobody, like, he never sort of went further up the chain. Everybody kind of looks down on him, you know, like, yeah. a they lot of the people, as... they're kind of like, this guy, he's a great flyer, but he's a he's just a bum. Yeah. You know? They place it as, you know, this is what he does. They, play, they take it away, as you said it, they take it out of that macho bullshit and place it as, no, 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 he does this shit because this is all he's got. All he's got. Yeah. Which is a, it's a good play. It's a good, yeah. good place to start from. It's a good play and it's a good way to use the older version of Maverick. Yes. Performances are excellent, I would say. Pretty deep cast too. A couple of smaller roles filled by very solid actors. Mm. Cruz is... Again, I underestimated the guy. Oh, yeah. His performance is actually nuanced. Yep. You know, you see that what made this guy, what makes this guy a great actor. This is the kind of thing that he does. And his commitment to it is, it's it's unheard of. Well, that's, I mean, we've never, we've never questioned the commi- commitment jumping off buildings. No, 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 no. Never, but what I mean is he kind of, I always felt like the last few years he found a niche. Mm. And he just stuck to the niche, right? And some films that were in there were middling because, you know, he was just playing along the line that he met, he wanted to play on. This is in his wheelhouse, but I think he gives it a good performance. Mm. Yes, there's some cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of cheese. And I felt the last dogfight is a little bit long. There is a couple of things I would like to sort of, I would have liked to have seen potentially removed from that. But overall, it's a ripper. Yeah, ripper. I had a great, great Film time of the in the cinema. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's you must see it in the cinema. In terms Simple. of a cinematic experience, you can yeah. see why people were getting caught up in that because it's fucking built for that shit. Exactly. So into the likes, mate. Straight away. Cruise. Cruise. He's. Good. I, I underestimated. Him. He's good. Spent force, but I mean, he's fired his last shot, and it's a pretty good one. (laughs) The the reason I say I underestimated him is because I felt like, I kind of felt like, as I said, he'd gone to the niche, he found a little niche there, and he's just plunging through it. It was Mission Impossible. Yeah. Was keeping him him in cash, and I really didn't feel like he had the... The sensibilities to make this a good film. Well, I'll tell you what I underestimated. You know, the fact that the guy has um, a lengthy career, so he's got characters to dip back into if things go a little stale. (laughs) (laughs) I underestimated the back catalogue, probably. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is... Because if this works out, he can 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 dip back into it I mean, shit, Rain Man 2 will be next. (laughs) Yeah, I I was looking at it from the fact of he didn't seem interested in doing some of that stuff and revisiting many of them other other than Ethan Hunt. So. Well, my concern was he would take the route that Pete, Pete Maverick Mitchell is still the absolute king of everything. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't. He no, took he didn't. it in the opposite direction, the writing, and, and, and Cruz is heavily involved in this. Yeah. He went in the opposite direction. 
yeah. and made Maverick not a loser, but just nothing to write home about, you know? Like, yeah, he is good at what he does, but everything else in his life is just a shit Yeah, yeah. he was just shit, shit in this one thing. Yeah. But he couldn't live a fucking normal... He couldn't live a normal existence because he was a bit of a ball bag. Yeah, yeah. So I really appreciated that. And he gives a nuanced performance to it. Yeah, he's pretty good. The rest of the cast, very happy with. I got one guy that... It's not the performance, but it's the character. <laughs> I'll get to him. But talk about ball bags. <laughs> he was right up there. I thought... Uh, bringing in Jennifer Connolly was a fantastic move. Yes, because their chemistry is excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's it's light, but it's it's a light touch, but it's really well done. Yeah, Miles Teller too. I mean, the guy just he kind of reminds us that if he wasn't a bit of a ball bag in real <laughs> life, he'd probably be king shit in Hollywood because he's a fucking excellent actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he just needs to fucking, just needs to cool the jets in yeah. real life yeah, and stop yeah. being such a dill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as an actor, he's excellent. Yes, he's, he's he always, he, again, another committed type who comes in and commits to what he's doing. I um, mean, I could see it in the Footloose remake. You refused to get on board there, but... Yeah, well, look, I couldn't see it. Look, I'm sorry, Miles. Maybe I... <laughs> maybe I missed the nuances of that performance. <laughs> But, but he's very good. I like the fact that you've got John Hamm in a mm. in a smallish role, but it, it's a it's a crucial role. Ed Harris crops up, yeah, briefly. You know, telling Maverick where it's at, <laughs> like, getting the few hairs left on his head a little bit out of place, <laughs> blown off. <laughs> but also the way he tells Maverick, and and that's again casting is key, because a guy like Ed Harris has the gravitas to tell Maverick. You are a dinosaur. And the thing you know. I love about the Ed Harris casting is you always think of him next to the guy that was in the original, you know, the principal from Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you see him, you kind of see yeah, Ed Harris. Yeah, yeah. So to actually bring Ed Harris into the mix... I liked it. I liked it. was excellent. Because um, he delivers, essentially, that speech for this movie. Yes, yes. The whole, you know, your... Um, your Tell a mouse right and checks your butt, it can't cash. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's all great stuff. But I, I appreciate the casting across the board. I think it's really, really well done. Agreed. Okay, what else have we got here, mate? I thought they uh, handled the young crew of flyers really well. Yep. They retained the kind of spirit of the original. But, you know, Maverick was in amongst them last time. Now he was this kind time of on the outside. get a little bit of it, and then they throw him into the mix, and he's kind of looking at it going, you know, I, I've made all, all your mistakes. Yep. The comparison that I draw, and you'll probably laugh at this, Cars 3. I don't know if you ever saw Cars 3. No, but I didn't. Cars 3 was actually a really good little story about how Lightning McQueen fucking realised he wasn't up to it anymore, or... They had elements of that, even though Maverick clearly still is up to it. Yeah. <laughs> but they had elements of, of yeah. that, you know, realising that this isn't your place anymore and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't done in the jokey manner of how old he was. Like, no. There's a couple of minor jokes is about calling Grandpa. Yeah, there's a little it, bit of that. That's about it. And, you know, the thing about Cruz is he doesn't look that old, so it's always a bit harder to, 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 to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. But I like the fact they didn't. It was more about... You don't fit here. 
You yeah. just don't fit yeah, in this yeah. environment. Well, yeah, the, the, the youth aspect is obviously that's not there anymore. Yeah. So this youthful kind of exuberance or whatever, he doesn't really have that anymore. But he still kind of stayed in this place. And so all of as you said, all the all the all these contemporaries were up the chain and you know, in the lifestyle of you know, they're they're directing teams and shit like that and he doesn't want to. Yeah. And, and and they although they never quite dig too deep into that, why he didn't want to, they kind of just showcase that he just never moved on. Past, yeah, they past being of, a, a flyer, that was it. They showed that he just never moved on and he didn't really have anything to move on to. Yeah. Even though he was kind of looking for it in some some, some aspects, and I, I really liked the callback to Iceman, and the fact yeah. that Iceman had basically kept Maverick in the Navy. I think that was one of the best, yeah. best parts of the writing was that you know you you initially <clears throat> immediately when you see what he's doing at the start, you're like, why would he still be here? Yeah, like no one would keep him around if he's pulling this sort of shit yeah. and whatever. And then you get the ah. Oh, you're only here because he's Iceman admiral of is, the fleet, so he tells you he tells everyone else where it's at. Yeah, everyone else is getting told. And Maverick, what I loved Maverick about stays. that too is it's a tiny little thing, but it once again creates the bridge between the first movie that those two were were enemies for most of the first film. Yeah, yeah. But they somehow, and I love the texts. Yes, he sends a couple of texts from Iceman and gets a couple back. Mm. I really like that. A short little sequence that showcases that they're close. Yeah. They're friends still. And I really appreciated that. I thought that was really cool. And, and yeah, I love John Hand's comment about, you know, Admiral Kazansky seems to think you have something to offer. And then he says, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Like, once again, it was just again showcasing that Maverick is not, not the man. You know, like, yeah. you were the man 30 years ago. Yeah. Now you are just a bloke who tests pilots. Fucking. Yeah. And it's 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 believable because we're so far removed from the original Top Gun that you could imagine all of these guys are involved don't know shit about you. There's yep. a handful that were around, like I can't remember his name, but oh, the other the, the, the other admiral. Yep. He's kind of sitting there, like, no, no, this this guy was was something great. You know, he's kind of given him a little bit of leeway that John Ham's not. Mm. Because John Hamm wasn't yeah. around, he yeah. didn't see, Ma- you know, Maverick and Iceman and all that sort of shit. So I think they play that really well too. That it's so believable because it is. It's it's a fucking long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like the fact that they kind of called back to Goose. Yeah. With Rooster coming into the bath. Yep. The more the less. <laughs> I'll, I'll have more to say about Miles Tiller's mustache. Fantastic. Dislikes. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but. He does look a bit like Anthony Edwards. He does. When he yeah. comes in. Yep. And then they do the whole thing on the piano. Mm-hmm. And Maverick's watching from the outside. That was what I loved. Yeah. In the yeah, original yeah. film, he's singing along and getting yeah, into yeah. it. But in this one, he's outside. Because he's been yeah. thrown out because he's of that whole thing. actually been picked up and yeah. tossed out. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's kind of looking at it. I thought the symbolism there was really nice. And he's looking in as if, like, I wish. I wish I was part of it. Almost. Or potentially, yeah. like, my, as you said, a little said, bit of my wish, time a little bit of regret. Yeah. Because it's Goose, essentially. Yeah. And the whole relationship between him and Rooster. Mm. And I like that. It was, it was, look, it was pretty standard yep. that Maverick has held him back. Yep. 
But I actually thought the good thing about it was it wasn't that you killed my father. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what it could well, have been. I think the dialogue and stuff was pretty pretty sharp around that. Aaron Kruger, mate. Short, he always sharp. does. He dominates with this sort of Fucking stuff. Fucking hell. I think last time we were talking about him, I believe we said he'd given us more nightmares than Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <So laughs> you said, Screen 3 and Transformers. Oh, what a resume. <laughs> That's how you put it. Yeah, so. Well, he's got a banger on there now. <laughs> yeah, he has. Because yeah. Reindeer Games was on it too. Wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, God, he's lucky he's still working. <laughs> Surprised he got a job on this. He's obviously a great bloke because people seem to like him and oh, yeah. give him jobs. But you're right. They have that sort of it's it's kind of simmering simmering kind of stuff. It's not boiling over. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Rooster continues to kind of front him about it. Yes. And say that you know, you have no you have no right to do that. Yep. And you know, Maverick's you know, Maverick's response is if you think up there you die. Like, you know. What about when Rooster takes on multiple uh, multiple rounds of 200 push-ups? Oh, yeah. Fuck it <laughs> I'd need to segment them. I'd say, can it, it'd be like the well, push-up challenge. Can it be done do... at 20 <laughs> Can I knock out 30 now and I'll get back to you tomorrow? Well, my <laughs> chest hurts. <laughs> I just vomited in the plane. <laughs> 200 push-ups yeah. is unachievable. Yeah. Well, I've got jet fuel in my in my uh, veins at the moment. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> By the way, I've popped a tit. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it, mate. Look, I'll tell you what, I'll do it later. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll send you through some texts when yeah. I've banked a few. A couple of installments. <laughs> I'll knock out 30 and I'll let you know. Yeah. Thirty. I'm knock out fifteen. <laughs> I'm not knocking out thirty. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. I just got out of the cockpit. <laughs> exactly. I've still got vomit on my bib. <laughs> yeah. I really like that sequence too. Firstly, where he's talking to the two admirals about teaching them, and he's like, "I think John Ham says something about we well, you know we're not taking you on just because you came first in the Top Gun, you know, in your class." And he's like, "Well, actually, I came in second. Mm. And then he says, just manage, like to manage some expectations. And yeah. he laughs kind of. He gives the grin and then he just yeah. goes, oh. <laughs> Yeah. No one's taking this. <laughs> so, and, but then I really love that opening couple of classes he runs. Firstly, the book. It's all written in this book. Yeah. And he just dumps it yeah, in the yeah. thing. I mean, cliche. Dump cliche, the book in but, but, you know, exactly what you would expect from But Maverick. it's got impact because you know. What they're doing is highly technical. And so when he brings out this brick of a manual, you're like, yeah, that's probably pretty close to what they do. Have to yeah, do. yeah, yeah. And then he just kind of. But the then they, he takes them up in the air for dogfight work. Yeah. And he just treats them like shit. Yeah, that, that scene was. Awesome. He's just flying around going, uh, kill, kill. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, scene was great. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, and it showcases again, Maverick still. Still can do it. Like his his flying skills are still top class. Yeah. yeah. And again, not to it doesn't beat you over the head. No. That he's the greatest. But it is a little cheesy how they go. They they're all talking trash about him, and then yeah. he just treats them like you know, which you could see coming a mile away. You yeah. Know, but that's happen. the thing, you know. This is what I appreciate appreciate about these. You know, some of this stuff's got to be there. Yep. In a way. But if it's well handled, and the scene was fucking exciting. I think a lot of it was to do with the stuff in the air looked great. Yeah. But they brought in a little bit of that tension with with Rooster. They brought in, oh, this is why he's called Hangman and all this yeah, sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
I think it was it was pretty well done. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, you added that little extra thing about Rooster being kind of not not able to kind of seize the moment type of thing. Yes. So you know, Maverick's job is to try and get past the issues they have and teach him to seize the moment up there. And I thought it was really, really well done. Mm. All the stuff with Jennifer Connelly, but it just everything about their interactions in the bar. Where she basically sort of fobs him off as a bit of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's initially like, yeah, yeah, we used to get... Because I love the fact it's a callback to the original movie, that she is a character mentioned very briefly in the original film, the mm. Admiral's daughter. Yeah. All that stuff is really good. And they dialed down the machismo in that sort of stuff as well. Well, Like the I sex think... scene in the first movie is shot like it's a body Tyler thing. <laughs> <laughs> Or Russell Mulcahy's involved. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Russell's offset, kind of directing how how we should more smoke, more smoke. Yeah, and they do it really surreptitiously, where you know she they kind of build that relationship to the point where yeah, look, something they they're going to end up in bed together, Mm. and then she just walks into her house and leaves the door open. Yeah. Now, Jared. I'm missing that totally. Yeah. Like, she leaves the door open, I'm driving off. You're going to catch a draft. <laughs> you better close that. I'll no, see you tomorrow. No, what I'm doing is a Costanza. I'm driving off. Then about 10 minutes later, she's going to have sex with me. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going over my head. <laughs> yeah, or do you need your door closed? <laughs> you want me to get that for you? You'll get cold if I don't close it. Yeah, but you know what I mean? That was just, just you know, really kind of... Downplayed. Well, you know, the thing that I loved about it was the daughter. Yeah. I felt like her inclusion kind of showed what he was missing. It was kind of the family, the, the, the obviously the, the connection with Jennifer Connolly's character and the, the love angle of it, but it was kind of just somewhere to belong and yeah, yeah. somewhere else to belong other than fucking pinching planes and shit. Like yeah, that. Like, like, yeah, it meant that I might pretty, have a future, I might have something else to do. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward, but I think the inclusion of the daughter just showed, yeah, just this, this family life, this some, some place to be and some place to be needed and, and, and yeah. I did I it find good. it highly amusing when she told him to get out the window. <laughs> that was fucking brilliant. He left out the window like an idiot, then he yes. landed on the ground. It was played, again, it was played really well because it was funny. Like, you see him kind of pop his head up and look at the daughter and he's got a bit of a grin, kind of, hey. <laughs> and so you're laughing, but then she says to him, don't, don't break her heart. And you're like... Okay, they, yeah, fucking, yeah. they managed to they managed to get the giggle out of it, but then they hit you with a little bit of something, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, really, Good. really well. The emotions are the emotions are being pulled, pulled, pulled in directions. The best scene in the movie for me is him and Iceman. Yeah. I think it is so well handled. It could have been a disaster, like an absolute disaster. It's really well handled, but the real, the way it's done, yep, the performances given, like. Well, Kilmer's fucking really good. Yeah, yeah. Given yeah. that he can't, he can't Talk use his much, voice, really. But you, you get a lot in the face and everything. He like does he it. really yeah, yeah, delivers he it to well. it. I think it's well written in the sense that, you know, they let Cruz ask a couple of questions and then he essentially answers it all himself mm. and kind of starts going from, you know, chatting about this and that to just fucking open it up. I can't do this shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, think, yeah, you know, there's emotion in all of that. And then they just deli- they ended on a on a laugh. 
mm. where he says, who was a better flyer? And he says, this has been a lovely meeting, but let's not ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And they both kind of smile about it. I, you know, And I was actually expecting him to say something at the funeral mm. about that. But they didn't go that way, and that's because I guess it had already been done. Yeah, and I. But I also like the fact that Maverick is really the man. You know, he's the he's the best. He's the better flyer. Yeah, yeah we but got that. we don't need to rub it in your face because no. that takes it. Like in the first movie, you would have. Oh, of course, <laughs> you would have rubbed it in your face. You'd have rubbed it in our face, and then you'd have fucking whacked us around the head. Yeah, exactly. So I, I that I thought that sequence was just it was just really sweet. Mm. To yep. see that, to yep. see those two characters come back together very briefly. I mean, Tom Cruise is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> he still looks like he does in '86. Yeah, I thought they did. They did some nice things with, like, they showed a couple of pictures of Iceman as well, and kind of showed us, hey, this guy was a. I mean, back in those days, Val Kilmer was a handsome man. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was a good-looking rooster, <laughs> and he was. He was not short of female attention. They, no, they, they used him to kind of illustrate again the span of time and yes, and you get that shot of him as the admiral, like on the wall. Yeah, behind and him. it was super. Like the the emotions were heightened by the fact that you understand that there's a, there's there's an element of reality to that. Hmm. That that is Val Kilmer now. Like he's, yeah, yeah, he's suffered some shit. And I and love he's... the fact that they didn't shy away from that. Yeah, like that that's where we're at. Yeah. We could have CGI'd something. We yeah. could have done anything. I think it was just the voice, right? They, yeah, they did a little they bit added, of work on the voice because he obviously can't speak very he well. He has to use that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't think it was too bad in the sense of he only spoke a couple of times. Like he didn't, they didn't yeah. overdo it. Well, they only, he only very briefly spoke. <clears throat> but it was kind of... Yeah, they, they took the whole sort of art imitating life approach in that they took elements of shit that have has happened to Val Kilmer yeah. and rolled it into And the... then they give us a gut punch with his death. Yeah. Which yeah. once again which was kind of in, look, integrated into it. Was it was sort of expected. After yeah. they had that scene together you kind of like you felt like well yeah Iceman's sort of usefulness to the to the movie is done. Yes. Yeah. But it was just a nice way to kind of close the chapter and close the book. Yeah, it was good. On that character. Yep. And also give Maverick, you know, another point of time is passing you by. Yeah. These people are dying. You're like, yeah, yeah. You've just lost the bloke that you were in flight school with. Mm. He's now gone. Yep. If sooner or later you don't do something different, you will die having flown planes your whole life. That's it. Yeah. You know, so that, 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 I like the way that kind of was in there. Yep. The mission is, honestly, it's a fucking suicide mission. Nobody gets that done. No, Nobody. that's right. But what I did love about it is they framed it in a way that oh, you've got a pocket of time and you've got to pull these manoeuvres in that time. Yep. It worked a fucking treat for yep. all the sequences of the training, Yep. all the sequences. It gave us this tangible thing about... Ga- yeah, this you is what you need. You can't hit that time. You you know, you know need to have one person right on the hammer and all yep. this sort of shit. You've got to fire two missiles, the way one into the box, it, one through it. The way, I mean, as you said, it's fucking... No one's doing it. No. But the way they structured it was... I thought it was really good for the the purposes of seeing the people going through the training exercise, 
picking the pilots to be involved. It was really straightforward. This is what you got to do. And it seems impossible, but here's what we need. Here's how it operates. And it also gave us that moment of, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to can... We're going to can Maverick, but then bang! We've all we've been speaking about the time. We've been speaking about the fucking what do they call it? The deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the hard deck. The hard deck, and what needs to happen. So when he just fucking pinches the plate again yeah, and, and, and does it, does it in two minutes or whatever. You've been conditioned to see. Yeah, this is this is the time that it needs to be done. And so when they when they pull that out. That sequence is again. It's awesome yeah. because you you're like oh they've been he's been giving them this this time to do it. None of them been able to do it. And then here we go. We're watching the clock. We're cutting back to cruise. Yeah, yeah. it was fucking good. Yeah, yeah. it was really and good. Ham's going. We'll do it in four minutes. Yeah, get your hand off it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your Come whole on. team's getting wiped out. Yeah, exactly. But I also like the fact that Ham does a double take at the end. Yeah, and says you know I can't believe I'm going to say this, but yeah. you're going to be the you're our lead. Yep. And I liked a lot of that because, again, I mean, look, again... What other choice did Ham have? No one else had come close. No, no it's for like, you both. I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's down. Fucking smashed it in two minutes, 15. I think it works a treat in the finale, too. Yeah. When we actually see it all come together mm. and we, again, we hang out, hang out the whole... Rooster, you need to speed up, you know, you need I to mean, get yourself I together. I have questions about what sort of nameless group of bad guys are putting all their kind of anti-aircraft weapons along this little valley. Like, you look at it and you're like, this, 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 there's things about this that I have questions about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you kind of just put them aside, the whole thing of you've got to run through this little valley, you've got to do it at this height, you've got to do it at this speed, and, I and you've got to pop out the end yeah, and do yeah. the little manoeuvre, it's, it's, it was kind of perfect for the training and the and the... But I also, just backtracking slightly, I actually think when they talk on the deck before they're about to do it, uh, Rooster and Maverick. Yeah. And they look at each other, they don't say a lot, and then Maverick says, we'll talk about it when we get back. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of, for a second, think, Maverick's going to die. Yeah, well, I thought to myself, Maverick is going to die. But again, good performances. You know, wring a little bit of emotion out of something that's pretty cheesy, really. Mm-hmm. But the performances give it enough clout to get you past that. I also really like the fact that Maverick is shot down. Yep. Uh, and Rooster comes back for him and also gets shot down. Yes. <laughs> and they're on the ground. I actually thought to myself, where's this going? Like, have we got a third movie coming because this is going to cut off? Yeah. Like, we're on the ground. We're, you know, we're in enemy territory, on enemy lines. Mm. And then, yeah, you go to the whole getting back into the old plane that he well, flew in. I actually sort of appreciated it because I looked at it when Maverick was shot down and I thought, yeah, this seems like the way you would end it, mm. that he gives his life. For the others, yeah. For the they others. have to go. But then when Rooster comes back, it's like, okay, well, he's kind of starting to reconcile that relationship. Yeah. And... It allows for this kind of nice little, nice little moments at the end about how Cruz is kind of trying to feel a little bit of the father void that he, yeah, that he he he, he sort, sort of, of feels caused. like he took away, yeah, or yeah, himself. So I, I appreciated that because I was I thought the same. I thought he's done, and this is the, they're going to end it with this and try to go for that that note, yeah. Which I thought that's fine, but I kind of expected a little bit of that. 
So I was, I was happy that they kind of pivoted. Yeah, they twisted it on us. I was okay with that. The last thing for me, taking into account that I thought the finale was mostly really good, I've got one negative, which mm. is right at the end. Uh, I just love the fact that it comes up at the end and says for Tony Scott. Mm. I thought that was a really, really sweet thing to do because I think he had been involved in early talks about the second one. And mm-hmm. I believe if you watch the start, the um, Jerry Bruckheimer productions thing is the old one with Don Simpson. Yeah, right. With the two lightning bolts going together um, mm-hmm. because he was obviously involved in talking about it before he died as well yep. way back in the 90s. So I, I like those little callbacks to the first film and who, and the players of that yeah, nice in touch. the past who are, who are gone. Uh, anything else from you? Well, I can't believe you didn't. You, you haven't said anything about the music. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the music's sort of, a winner. Really, there's two things. There is the Top Gun theme. Oh, yeah. Which and they've souped it up a bit and changed it. Beautifully placed. Yeah. You just, it, it hits just at the right moment where you just, you're in there, you're in the palm of their hands and then they just squeeze. <laughs> they, squeeze they just yeah, get, yeah. get the claws in. Yeah. They start squeezing. And were you happy to hear the Danger Zone back? I was happy to hear <laughs> Kenny that Loggins. back. You know, a couple of little touches of Kenny Loggins and that sort of thing. But then the Lady Gaga song. Yeah, yeah, it's a winner. I have not heard... Something that sounds like, and the, the very first thing I thought was, I, I thought to myself, did Diane Warren write this? Yeah. Because it sounds exactly like the shit that she used to write for these movies. It sounded like, I haven't heard a, mo- a, a song that fits the mould like that since How Do I Live, basically. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I heard it and I thought, it sounds like fucking How Do I Live. It was, again... Super cheesy, but the emotions were fucking oh, yeah. soaring by that time. Sorry. I mean, I came out of the theatre ready to jump into a plane and fly off. That's right. Oh, yeah, the soundtrack is actually good. Again, a lot of effort's gone into it mm. and a lot of understanding of the product. I think this is the reason why it's so good as a sort of a legacy sequel. Yeah, and there's points of this where it could come off as if you just toss Danger Zone in there, Willy nilly, <laughs> sort of like ah, oh, well, this is this is just a cash grab. You get all cynical about it, but if you play it right, I'm fucking right in there. I'm I'm right there for you. Yeah, exactly. And it's a big rap for you know that they've kept. You know the key components or the key players are still there. Yeah, Cruz and Jerry Bruckheimer. You know they know what what will sell this sort of thing. Mm. And you know they're, they're, they're smartest move. Was because this was supposed to be released in 2020. Mm-hmm. Their smartest move was to hold, absorb the marketing costs that they would have spent. Now, I believe they hadn't done a lot of marketing before COVID hit. So they no. were probably, unlike James Bond, they weren't in the situation where they'd marketed and then lost all that money because they had to stop again and, mm. and wait. And so, you didn't have, um, you know, Army Hammer sitting in the cockpit or anything like that to worry about. No, fucking, can we, can we erase that idiot, <laughs> please? And Kenneth Branagh's going, ah, oh, <laughs> corner. Jesus. You I did think, what? I think Kenneth, Jesus I can just imagine Christ. Kenneth Branagh sitting in the, sitting in the cinema watching... Maverick, and then there's just points where he'd be sitting there going, Fuck you! <laughs> no, no. You. I mean, Kenneth Branagh's sitting there, he's loving it. He's just done a, a rough cut of Death on the Nile. He's looking at it, he's loving it. Then Twitter pops up. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Russell Brand's yeah. talking about anti-vaxxing. So <laughs> someone just, gets oh, to the studio, yeah, gets on the blower, and oh, look, um, Army's had a bit it's of a... It's going straight to Disney. Army's oh. had a slight issue. <laughs> slight issue? Cannibal, what? <laughs> All right, put it on Disney streaming. I've got other things to make. <laughs> okay, Jay, dislikes. Let's talk here. Hangman, he's too much. Like, yeah, he's meant to be kind of Iceman. Mm. But as we pointed out when we covered the original, Iceman's correct. Yeah. <laughs> like, Iceman is is telling the truth. Maverick's an idiot. Yeah, well, the Iceman, the parallel's supposed to be like that Iceman was out for number one and all that sort of shit. But I believe, you know, if you look at it, it was actually Maverick that was fucking hanging people out to dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I kind of, you know, you see why he's there. Yeah, he's he's there to sort of, he's there to rankle roosters' feathers and, mm. you know, see what I did with that. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, when you... Subtle as a sledgehammer, you, you reckon? You, I, you could be, um, I'd be mistaken for, for thinking you didn't have notes after that. <laughs> Dropping something like that, but... That was perfectly, <laughs> incredibly crafted, Jared. You've been thinking about that since you walked out of the <laughs> cinema. <laughs> but there, yeah, he's there to sort of get in Rooster's face. Yeah, yeah. And he's also there to sort of be that cocksure pilot that they then kind of clip his wings a bit at yeah. the end. And you can see, like, it's But then it's they pretty... kind of give him a redemption arc, which I thought yeah. was kind of like, well, no point. Because he's in it for... <sighs> Because they're kind of minimised a little bit, mm. we see the parallels, but we don't get to see any of the build-up to that turn. Yes. We don't get to see him developing part of, as part of the team and stuff like that. Yeah, and he again, he feels like he's out for himself, which is yeah. fine because that's the kind of the... That's the prototypical... I mean, Maverick's taking, him, taking you under his wing. Saying, yeah, yeah, fucking oath, that's the way you do it. You just get in there and get, you do it your way. Mate, you tell that guy he sucks. <laughs> yeah. You tell everyone else on the course yeah. that they suck. But that's I guess, I guess you, just, you get to the end and he gets left off the team and he's kind of just okay with it. You don't really get any build yeah, up to that. Yeah, there's no point where him and Rooster kind of, you know, bury well, the no hatchet. Point, there's no point where it looks at all like that's going to be the case. Yeah, yeah, it feels still feels like Hangman because I remember when he's about to give his um his team put together his team. Yeah, he's about to say who his his wingman's going to be, and Hangman's there. Yeah, yeah, getting ready. Yeah, and yet it feels like. He then he then does a, he does an about face and goes oh yeah now it's all for the team yeah whereas I've got to say this so Jared surely Hangman's on the team oh, he might not be the wingman he's the best flyer there apart from Maverick well <laughs> so he appears like he's a better flyer than Rooster yeah yeah so he's so, closer to getting it done than Rooster so but Robert, uh, even if you're going to put Rooster as the wingman. Hangman's still in your group. Fucking oath he, he He's one of the flyers up there. Well, he picked Rooster, who had shown that he couldn't couldn't keep up the pace <laughs> or whatever. He <laughs> picked the other the two pressure. to crash. The crash of the plane. I think he also picked Rooster because the prick wakes up early and goes, You're really hitting all the marks now, aren't you? <laughs> 
I'm surprised you haven't said, oh, Rooster laid a rotten egg on that run. <laughs> it's a rooster's laying egg. Rooster's laid like, like, yeah, eggs, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maverick loves the guy who gets up early and wakes him around. Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five o'clock in the morning, he's singing, singing great balls of fire. Yeah, yeah, he's in the bar going, Penny Benjamin comes out, you bastard, get out of here. But yeah. I mean, honestly, I've been thinking about that since I did see it. It was about four weeks ago, so hey. You know, and, and you know what, these sorts of, uh, these sorts of gangs mature with age. <laughs> Yeah, do they? It's, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> I'd say that's going to age like a fucking bottle of milk, mate. Yeah, the sun. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> but, yeah, his, his kind of redemptive arc comes with no real effort. Well, it's not an arc. It looks like a fucking... It's a straight line, <laughs> and then it just hits a point. It just, I just goes like this. <laughs> straight up. What fucking arc? Yeah, yeah. His so, redemptive straight line. So, and, and, and on top turn. of that, he's... It's a right angle. <laughs> <laughs> but, and quite frankly, he's a dickhead. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. His character's a real dickhead. And I know people would say, well, so was Iceman. But uh, the, the problem that Top Gun... Had was you kind of needed to create that tension between him and Maverick for the death of Goose and all that sort of stuff. Then Iceman basically tells him you're a you're a you know you're a menace, which he was. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he still is. <laughs> <laughs> he's still <laughs> fucking stealing planes. <laughs> yeah. But he's not the, the movie, villain in this one. Like, in the course of the movie, he steals two from the <laughs> two from the navy <laughs> without approval. And then he destroys them both, doesn't he? he? Destroys one of them at least. He destroys that super plane, doesn't he? No, no, yeah, he brings that back. Yeah, no, he brings, he brings that back. it back down, but it's probably fucking cactus. He oh, pushed yeah. it too far. Well, he wake, he comes into a diner in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he no, doesn't so he eject. crashed that. He crashed that. That's multi-millions, <laughs> Maverick. And that then, diner was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just walking in like... <laughs> he can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he resembled me after a couple of nights on the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the oh, side. no, he remembers me after six beers. <laughs> <laughs> Dry throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where am I? <laughs> You're still alone, Yeah, let me tell you something, mate, too. Because those young pilots are doing plenty of drinking. Rooster would be... I would shoot Rooster. <laughs> 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 Although, what am I saying? I'd be up at four (laughs) waiting for him. So that didn't work. I felt there was no real need for the, and I know it's the touchstone of the first film, but we did not need a shirtless game of footy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) to me... I mean, producer T. Cruz says... (laughs) Yeah, says, hang on, I'm fixed. Have have a look at this. Uh, we do need a shirtless game of footy. Yeah, yeah. And look, there was a couple of ripping units out there. Well, that was, you know, it was one of the cheesier moments. It's like, yeah, we're going to do this again. But of course, you know, I mean, Johnny, Johnny Hand said, comes down and says, what the fuck's going on here? And at least Bruce there was a reason says, oh, for doing it. It oh, was the, um... Here's your team. We're forming your team. Yeah. And I'm still sitting there going, well, fucking Hangman hates everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rooster, Rooster, Rooster is still... still dirty at you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Rooster's still got too much jet fuel in his veins. He doesn't know what's going on. But, no, I did like the fact that he sort of said it's a game of football both ways. Yeah, you know, yeah, So yeah. it was supposedly a teaching tool. Yeah. I don't know why you need to get your kegs oh, on. Yeah, I still want the rules explained to me there. Yeah, but... I do want the rules explained. I don't need to take my shirt off. And secondly, why am I in jeans? <laughs> well, is he in jeans shorts? Some loose shorts is where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy just... to throw on a pair of skinnies yeah, if you mate, need it. Mate, in that weather, it looked pretty warm. I'm in a pair of the old footy shorts that are barely uh, about no, two I'm inches in... long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a banana hammock. Definitely. Definitely hammock. In that situation, my footy shorts, you know, if you pull the, pull the ruler out, they probably qualify <laughs> as a speedo. But... I'm not in jeans, yeah, that's for sure. And, and I've also got, like, zinc all over yeah, my yeah. nose. Yeah, that yeah. sort of crap. But it's just, it, it was a cheesier moment, and it probably wasn't necessary, yeah, if yeah. I'm honest. I mean, okay, yeah, look. I need, I need Tom, zinc. Tom, I, need I know. Zinc. You're 60 years old, and you look better than most 20-year-olds. Yeah. But we don't need that. And, in no, fact, I, look... I'm okay with it. No, no. I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the bloke going, holy shit, <laughs> he's, still, he's still doing all right. No. He's still working. But I think it, it, it showed off more of the kind of the arrogant maverick that we didn't need. Yeah, there was a, there was a little, it, it kind of showed, yeah, there was a little bit of that left, but again, that he's kind of. He doesn't play for long. He goes and sits down. Yeah, there's a bit of purpose. Well, he's 60, so he's sitting down getting that. I mean, if it was me, they'd have showed, they've cut a couple of sequences out when he's on the foam roller and the yeah. fucking carrier <laughs> gun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, down, hang on, got, hang on, hang on. I'm going to lay down and roll on this. <laughs> would, you like, would you like a drink? Yeah, yeah, protein. Would be good. <laughs> no, no, I need a lot of electrolytes. Get the entire fucking bucket yeah. of Gatorade. <laughs> Keep it close. And don't move. I cannot move yeah. off the horse. <laughs> I can only go straight. Like because I can't lean over to reach it. I'll I'm saying to my, my quarterback, I catch and I run straight. I, yeah, can't, yeah. I cannot go either side. Can't <laughs> yeah, go laterally, yeah. mate, or I'm fucked. I'm not running, I'm not running routes. I'm going, yeah, my route is straight. <laughs> but, There's no jink. There's no goose yeah, step. Yeah, yeah. I've got the No rooster step. No. <laughs> I don't care if the bike's foam rolling. You know, look. Just one more positive for the bloke. He's 60 years old. He's in ripping shape yep. for 60. And he's still happy to get in the cockpit and have his fucking face <laughs> mangled up and a G-force of like 8 Gs or something for well, extended can, periods of time. He should have considered that because it seems to be the only thing that's having any effect on his face. Like oh, no. the, the effects of ageing aren't doing anything. It's well, only the fucking he, G-force. Yeah, that's what he's thinking. He's thinking, I'm oh, fucking Botox. I'm just getting yeah. the fucking... I mean, yeah. imagine if he hadn't made Top Gun. He'd still look like... <laughs> Look like the same bike. <laughs> Everything be hanging down. Oh, I mean, he's putting these young bikes to shame. <laughs> yep. But I just felt there wasn't a need for it. That's my personal opinion. It was no, a callback. Okay it was a callback. But I was like, fucking get on board. I was okay with that one. Okay, Roosters Mo. Loved it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes him look like Anthony Edwards, of uh, course. Well, the know. only thing I mean, I look. When at he it. first walks in to the bar. In his Hawaiian shirt, his dirty mo. I was just like, "Oh my, oh my god, god. Yeah. Miles! So, what have they done to you?" It's, it's out of fashion. It's probably a little bit out of touch. Yeah. But as I said to you, without the aviators and that mustache, 
you wouldn't have gone, holy shit, he looks like this. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's true. true. If it had just been Miles Teller walking in without the shades and the mo, you're like... I yeah, expect him to, to be pulling up to someone's house and telling him he's there to clean the pool. <laughs> yeah. I half expected him to walk into the bar and go, Lola! Hello! <laughs> exactly. I'd have been ringing the fucking bell again. Overboard, get rid of that idiot out here. My last dislike, Jared, is that. that, that I just felt like we covered the ground where Maverick gets shot down, Rooster comes back for him. They get in the the it was it an F fourteen? Yeah. Fourteen. Yeah. They take off, they then have a dogfight with two far superior jets. Yes. And they make their way out. And then we have to have Hangman involved. Yeah. In a similar I felt like it was too much the same. Yeah. Because Rooster had just done that. Yeah. It should have been Maverick and Rooster. Take these two guys out on their own using an F-14 with limited ammunition. Yeah. I Look, when we got there and they got to that plane, I liked that touch. Mm. But as soon as they got up there, you're like, oh, fuck, we're going to have another another dogfight, aren't we? Against And this was the moment where it felt like it was going too far. Mm. You're in the kind of, you're in the, the, the plane that you're basically saying is ancient, it's not really working, yeah. and you're going to go against the two fucking, the, top, the yeah, two top jets that yeah. exist. So, there was a point of that where I just felt like, this is, might be where we're pushing it a little bit too far into the, over the top. Because it could have just been they stole the F-14 and made their escape. Yeah, or outran them or something. Or yeah. did, well, they couldn't because they were in a shit plane or whatever. So, you know, I mean, it was restricting a little bit, but it just felt like, it as felt you like- said, as soon as they went down, you felt like, yeah, it's extending a little bit. It's pushing the pushing the limits a little bit at the end. Yep. And the hangman thing... Again, just, the to, time, just well, to make him important in some way. Well, as soon as soon as soon as that started to happen, that was the first thing you said. Was that, oh, yeah, it's going to be fucking Hangman. Yeah, and and there was no reason to. We weren't invested in Hangman. Like, to me, I wasn't invested in the bloke. I wanted his ass kicked. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, we're invested in Maverick and Rooster. That's yeah. that's the gig. Yeah. There's no investor, There's no investing in Hangman's was a little bit of, you know, It was a feel-good feel good touch that the team, the team had come together or whatever, but it's... It was kind of like the whole in a way earned. It wasn't earned, yeah, you know. They always correct. say it wasn't earned. That was the kind of moment that yeah. didn't feel earned because Hangman, like we said, the right angle, the right angle arc, straight <laughs> up, straight up. Uh, it's like didn't, a rocket ship. Didn't, didn't quite do the job. But you know what I mean? They were trying to kind of create the tension of Maverick and Iceman through Rooster and Hangman, but it didn't work because they're, they're getting limited minutes. Mm. Yeah, they're on the bench, Jared. Yes. They're coming in, giving you 15 minutes of mop-up time because we had – it was all about Maverick. Yeah. So you couldn't do that. Yeah. That's why the first one works with that relationship between Iceman and Maverick is because they're the two key characters. Yeah. And there was, a, you know, there was more minutes for Rooster, but it was in the context of him, him and, and Maverick. Maverick's issues. Yeah. Kind of separate to Hangman. So I just felt like that was just too much. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. What else? Do you got anything else? No, it was pretty much the same sort of things. I was going to sort of talk about Hangman and 
and what was there and what wasn't. Look, there was a few of the cheesier moments, as I said. The 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 kind of although I loved it from the perspective of how we go through the training sequences and how it laid out. We got these tangible things that, yeah. that show us how much better Maverick is. I find it hard to believe that we had this little valley that was the only way that these planes were going in and stuff like that. Overall, I was mostly okay. Do you with find it hard to stuff. believe that a sixty-year-old man is a better flyer? I mean, flying those planes is also about reaction times mm. and other skills that they degrade as you get older. Well, not Tom Cruise because I saw his rig. When, we, when he was playing for yeah. yeah, but you can be buffed all you want. <laughs> Your eyesight, you got cataracts. I mean, if it, was, if it was Stallone, I'm looking at it going, yeah, 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 look, you're still built, but you are as slow as a wet wet. Yeah, you, yeah, true. you got the turning circle. If it's Lundgren, yeah. you're hobbling your way to the yeah, plate. Yeah, you turn, you, your lateral movement is like a fucking fridge at yeah. this point. But, um, no, but, yeah, yeah, look, all of that stuff comes into it. But again, Cruz gets away with it because he doesn't look his age. Yeah, true, true. He doesn't look like the normal 60-year-old man. I mean, shit. <laughs> when I'm 60, if I look like that when I'm 60, I'll be pretty happy. I'm going to go and have a chat to Kelly McGillis. And, and, and <laughs> <laughs> I should laugh. That's not, that's harsh. That's harsh. But, you know, she looks like she's aged normally. Yeah. She is a 60-year-old woman. Tom Cruise has not aged normally. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He is drinking somebody's blood. Fucking <laughs> oh. He's definitely... He made a deal with Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. definitely made some sort of deal. He's cut a deal somewhere. Kelly McGillis, you can see why she wasn't in it. No. And even a cameo probably wouldn't have worked. No. Because yeah, there was, was no point in going to that. Yeah, I think it was the right move there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's Top Gun Maverick. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify and... Anywhere you get your podcast, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and Instagram at thrillmepodcast.au. Make sure you rate and review us on all the platforms. Uh, for our next episode, keep an eye on the Facebook page for details. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.